Hello, everyone. This is Straight Talk Radio, Episode 3, with my lovely co-host, Melissa Nicholas. Melissa, how are you? Good. How about you? Great. Our very special guest today is the man, Gregory Badass Blair. Gregory, how are you? I'm great. I love my new middle name. Yeah. <laughs> Badass Blair. We're, I can actually do it in, in, in the game show host, too, if you want. Uh, give it to me. Give it to me, baby. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh. No. I'll let it go. Okay, uh, I'll stick with badass. <laughs> yeah, badass Gregory Blair. Gregory, I'm glad to have you on here. We've been talking for quite some time since probably as long as the podcast was, for almost three years, just basically you know, off and on on Facebook messages. And out of sky blue, I just decided to... Um, how was that? You contacted me. Was that how that was again? And, I, and we talked on the phone. I don't remember how it was anymore. But we interviewed. I don't, I, I don't remember who. So you know. <laughs> right, but we interviewed Bill Burst Jr. As of course you're aware of, mighty big mouth Bill Burst Jr. Um, just kidding, Bill. Um, he mentioned about uh, one of your films, um, and what we're going to do is I'm going to let Melissa start. But you have a pretty interesting resume as an actor and as a director. Um, Melissa, I'll let you take it over. There, he has a lot of projects that um, yes. he's done, and there's quite a there's a, a most recent one that's coming up down the road that I'm going to talk to him a little bit later on called The Strain. But uh, Melissa, take over. It's all yours, baby. Sweet. Take me, Melissa. Well, take me. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, we had interviewed Bill Oberst Jr., and I wanted to ask you about the movie Deadly Revisions. Uh-huh, yes. Um, well, that was something um, that that actually has a long history, surprisingly. Um, yes. Well, some movies do, but for low budget, usually they don't have that long of a history. But I had been writing for quite some time. I've got like 20-some-odd scripts. And uh, looking at what people needed, what I saw most often was a lot of ads, uh, people saying, we need a low-budget very few characters, over and over. I saw that. So I thought, okay, you know what? Because I've been writing so many different kinds of films, but nothing like that. And right. I thought, okay, obviously if there's this really big market for exactly that, I guess I'll write one. So <laughs> I wrote uh, a script that was exactly that, uh, but my own kind of quirky uh, take on it because I didn't want to do sort of what everyone else did. I mean, I think there's a right. handful of really good movies that have that set up. I mean, uh, I think Evil Dead Part 2 is like one of my favorites that's like a Cabin in the Woods thing. The new Cabin in the Woods, um, like it or not, did something different with that concept. Um, right. Although it wasn't really one location. They kind of cheated. But um, <laughs> And uh, there are a couple of other... Otherwise, you know, it's like, it's either you know, people trapped in a Cabin in the Woods or situation and they're trapped at the top of a building at one location. Keeps and, cutting out. Right. And so I thought, well, <laughs> if I'm going to do that, I'm going to have some fun with it. And so I came up with what eventually became Deadly Revisions, uh, yep. which is, um, it is a Cabin in the Woods movie, but it's also a, sort of a wink to that genre and uh, all that stuff. And uh it did uh, it did well in some contests and whatnot, but never went anywhere. And then when Bill and I hooked up, 
uh, we were talking about projects, then uh, we had one we thought about, and then this suddenly came to the forefront and said, Bill, read this and see what you think. And he read it and went, oh, yeah, that's it. And so that's kind of how it happened. Awesome. <laughs> you were going to add Tina in. No. Um, you, <laughs> you play a character of Crawford Davis. Yes. Now, your character in that movie, what was it... For the, for the listeners wise what was your character like uh, well he's actually because the movie is so uh, everybody it's really Bill trapped in this place that and pops it in to watch it so what's fun about that scene is I am interviewing him his writer self you know a couple of years ago and his opinions on writing and filmmaking at that time and now Bill in the in the story that we're watching currently, who has all of these bad feelings about it, is now watching it from a different perspective and he's like, Oh my gosh, I'm such a pretentious schmuck. <laughs> so wow. it's this sort of comment on what you feel and what you think at certain times of your life versus what you may think or feel at other times of your life. Uh-huh. And uh, Crawford Davis is simply uh, – he's not – he's sort of a Barbara Walters kind of uh, broadcast journalist. You know, he's not Conan. Uh, he's not that kind of comedian type. So he's pretty straightforward because I didn't want that character to steal focus from what Grafton was saying, what Bill's character is saying, because that's what's really important. Okay. Right. So there you go. And actually, the name is just a blend of uh, Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. That's where I came up with the name because they were in a lot of like oh, Anyway, <laughs> you have a character in this movie that uh, plays Nurse Voorhees, um, yes. Donna Lee Heising. Yes. Now, yeah, as, you, yes. as you know, me and Donna go way back when we had different color hair. But um, <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> no, no. But uh, me and Donna—that's probably how you came across me a lot because me and Donna would talk um, on Shriekfest, the festival that like two years ago. I, I actually oh. called in to Donna. You remember? And you thought that I was there, and I wasn't. But Donna is Donna. She's very unique. I love her. Yeah. Free spirited, happy go lucky. And she's fun to chat with. Of course, yes. you got Cindy Morrill, uh, yes. Ali Morris, and um, you know Sean Gerardo, correct? Is Ash? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ronnie yes, Coleman yes. is Doctor Myers, mm-hmm. and the infamous Josh Patterson, <laughs> the Hatchet Man. Uh, that's funny how that happened. He's um, he actually came on board as our still photographer. Okay. And, um, was doing a beautiful job, and then suddenly it was a case of, oh my gosh, we need somebody who fits the costume. Hey, John! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's how that happened. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, but now, now, when is your release date for this? Is there a release date? I don't have one as yet. Uh, I'm, I'm actually meeting with our editor next weekend to see where we are. Um, and uh, that'll probably give me a better idea. We were hoping we have, we have two hopeful uh, sort of targets, and one is to try to get everything set 
uh, in time to get it out for, you know, at least a bulk of the festival season. And or if that doesn't happen, then seems like Halloween is a really good time for a horror film to come. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's that's another option. Yeah, that's a uh, that seems to be a, a, a common, not so much common, but it seems to get more of interest when it's around Halloween time. Yeah. I mean, same goes for like these Christmas horror movies. The best right. time yep. for them is to do them it's like Christmas. late November or December to get them released. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, because people are into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just it. Oh wow. No. There's something that I noticed on your IMDb that I'm really intrigued by. Okay. <laughs> it's the next film. Um, make sure I say the title right. Uh, Uga. How's Hello. that? Uga Booga. Yes, and the reason why this caught my eye is I'm going to show my age here. Of course, Gregory can relate. Charles Band. Yeah. Um, I love his stuff. Even today, I do not care on how old the style is, how cheesy it is. I grew up with the Puppet Masters and all mm-hmm. that deadly toys and dangerous... Yeah, where it was. Um, I just dig Full Moon. I dig Charles Band. How did you ever okay. get involved in this? Um, well, I, I saw the breakdown... Usually when I see these things, I go, okay, is there a role that's right for me? Because, you know, I'm a very specific type character actor, and I know my brand, so I'm like, what's there? I saw the breakdown for this one character, and I thought, that is so me. So uh, <laughs> then, I, then I go look and see, okay, who's the director, who's involved? And I saw it was Charles Band. I'm like, oh, hmm, he's directed a few things. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like, and I was like, oh, Full Moon Pictures, awesome. So that's uh, so I went in for it, and um, they called me in, and then uh, they called me back, and then I got the job. And, and then actually it turned out a friend of mine who I had done another project with actually works for the production company. And I think maybe that was in the back of my head at, some, at one point. I was like, didn't you work for – and sure enough – so, um, and and it, what a great um, what a great experience! Because cool to be in a full moon feature, you know, film with Charles Band, you know, for the cool factor, and Karen Black is in it, and and she's spoofing some of her own movies in this movie, which is a spoof in itself, and so it's all you know, kind of cool in that sense. But you know, he's got his own setup, he's got his own studio, he's done it so much that. He knows exactly what he's doing, exactly what he wants. It was like the easiest thing in the world to act for that guy and to do and to shoot those scenes. It, it was so easy. I thought, oh my gosh, this is the kind of <laughs> and everybody wants to be in. Yeah, you know, I I, I can say it again as far as me being a movie reviewer and a lot of these podcasts, you know, you you can tell the ones that really are hard on them are too damn young to even know who Charles Band is. You know what I mean? Right. And I love his... I don't care. You know, anything that throws me back to my youth, I can just... I love today. I just... I just, I just mean, they're corny. Some of them are corny, but they're fun. You know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. It's just weird. You know what I mean? If you can watch something that brings you back to your youth and what you used to watch, it makes the fun real. You know what I mean? It's just... I'm a weirdo, I guess. No, no, no. But I think it also ties into the fact that you have to know what you see. I mean, 
Charles Band makes a type of film uh, that uh, either like or you don't. And and liking to me, there's a difference between liking and appreciating. I mean, I, for example, I appreciate Picasso. He's a genius, and his work mm-hmm. is groundbreaking. But I don't like it. I don't want it hanging in my house. I think it's creepy looking. Right. So, but so you can you can people should be able to say appreciate something that's not their style. Do you know what I mean? Like I appreciate. Blair Witch for creating the found footage right. thing, if you will. But do I want to watch it over and over again? No. No. <laughs> so there's a di- there's a difference between liking. Everybody has a knee jerk. I like it. I don't like it. That's not interesting, really. What's interesting is, do you understand and appreciate what it is? Uh huh. Yeah, how, how 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 highfalutin was that? That was pretty uh, pre- pretty brilliant, you know, from Gregory Blair. I'm amazed. <laughs> wow! Ouch! <laughs> Just playing. I'll go back to talking dumb now. Uh oh, are you saying? Are who are you referring to? Me? 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 <laughs> Wait a minute! Oh Lord! Go ahead, Melissa. Um, I wanted to ask you about another movie that you have in pre-production, but I'm not sure if you can talk about it. It's called Dysfunction. Okay, yes. Um, That is, now I don't know a whole lot about that. I do know that uh, the premise of it is a bunch of uh, -of out-of-work actors, or struggling actors, I believe, who all live in under one roof there there are instances of this in LA I don't know where else it exists where a bunch of actors just sort of rent a giant house that has lots of rooms and they all live together and save money that way so it's sort of that setup and and, um, okay. and uh, I think um, Sally Kirkland is signed on to be like the den mother of this group of people and okay. That's really all I know because um, it's it's been in pre-production for quite a while. And even yeah, seen and that's directed by Ryan LeMasters. Yeah, yeah, so so that's really all I know at this point. I don't I don't I don't know anything else about it. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just thought I'd ask you, but I wasn't sure if you were allowed talking about it or not. But. That's uh, as, as far as I know. I'm sure they're happy to get any buzz they can. <laughs> well, I'm amazed that IMDb is going to allow them to put question marks for a date. Yeah, that was interesting. Huh? I didn't know that they would. They have IMDb has so many rules. I was surprised by that too. But um, I guess you can. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Greg! I, you know, I thought you had to put a date, and you could always change it because you know life is crazy and things change. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So the date is question, 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 question. It could be 2045 for all we know. <laughs> could be, in which case I don't know if I'll be able to be in it. <laughs> but you, know, you have a, a, a interesting resume. I mean, it goes back, mm-hmm. you know, uh, TV series is, and, of course, short films is the most common thing, you know, because mm-hmm. they're quicker and, and you can get them done pretty decent. You're a producer of seven films. I got no response from him. <laughs> He's too badass for us, I guess. Um, you were on the John Kerwin show um, back in way back yeah. in 2006. 2006. Wow, yeah, yeah, way back. Now, I can see you being a sketch actor. I mean, that's the way it sounds from talking to you. That is uh, 
up your resume. I mean, well, I, I beg your pardon? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Same to you, buddy. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, well, I did a lot of theater and that sort of and stage stuff, which even when you are in a scripted play, there are those moments when something goes wrong and you have to improvise to get to the next moment because somebody that set piece fell down or somebody forgot a line or whatever. So you always have to have sort of an improv skill to do that. And um, and I think it's good in film too, but that's another that's another yes, yes. story for another moment. But um, so I always had that background. And then John was doing he may still do this. It was sort of a are you ready for your close up kind of moment for new actors who, you know, hadn't uh, didn't have a big name yet and you could go on and sort of talk about some of the projects you've done and and so that's what I did and yeah it was really it was really fun it was it was it was amusing and I'm not so it was like I get up there to talk to him and it was like uh do I get a step ladder <laughs> <laughs> but you were also in a zombie film um 2008 now for uh listeners and people who look at IMDb, when it says uncredited, okay, yeah. chances are it's either what in the extras or it was cut out of the film. Am I correct? Uh, it can be I don't or any uncredited actually means I I'm thinking that uh, didn't uh, Kathleen Turner go uncredited for uh, Roger Rabbit and she voiced. Like the lead lady, Jessica Rabbit? Yeah. Because contractually she couldn't... I don't know. I think there's all kinds of reasons why yeah. that happens. Um, uh, yeah, I was Yeah, I was kind of just a background zombie in that movie. Oh, yeah. M- munching on people and uh, them for whatever reason. But I only did it to get the credit. And for whatever reason, I got left out. So, Son of a bitch. Hence, uncredited. Badass player got cut out. Can you believe it? Now look yeah, at you know. I'm still, look at you now. You can rent the V and see me if you really want to. <laughs> well, look at you now. You're a big time director. So, yeah, an interesting <laughs> experience being being <laughs> covered in you know two or three different kinds of blood and how cold and sticky and gross that was. I can never watch Carrie again. I just think of Sissy Spacek and go, oh my god, you must have been covered in that stuff for weeks. Give that woman an Oscar. All right. Melissa, is there anything else you want to ask him before we go into this last topic? Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you about um, the TV series that you just um, did called Chris and Tina. Oh, oh, oh. Um, that was, it's actually Chris slash Tina. And oh. I, I got involved with that because um, I, I do a lot. I, I like, um, there are certain charities and things that I'm really big on. One of them is, and I'm going to plug it right now, it's called the Trevor Project. Uh, and it's basically like a suicide hotline, or that's, that's its main function, but you can call for any reason. And it's for kids who don't have anyone else to talk to. Uh, and I think they, uh, it ostensibly started uh, being just for, like, kid sexuality because of this film uh, that was film made by Christine Lottie. Uh, she won the Oscar for it, mm-hmm. a short film mm-hmm. called Trevor. 
And it's a beautiful film if you've never seen it. And it start and this organization is named for that. And so I always give them money. And this movie is or this TV series. What he's trying, this guy is trying to do, is a TV series about a a um, young Latino kid who is trying to come discover and understand and come to terms with the fact that he's uh, really a transgender and wants to become a woman. So I thought, wow, that's a really tough project to sell, but probably one that needs to be out there for kids who are going through yeah. that. Right. So I agree. that's how I got involved in that. I just I'm just a tiny like walk on in that, but I just wanted to be a part of it. So I said, let me be a part of it. Now, is there a website if anybody wants to help out for the Trevor? Is there a website that they can go to for it? I'm pretty sure it's trevor.org. Trevor.org. Might be Trevor.com, but I think it's probably Trevor.org, yeah. Okay. Yeah. As I know, for my show, once a month I pick a charity or a foundation to promote. So that would be a good one for next month for me to do if you want some help with it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely plug it because, you know, okay. it, where where do you go if you're a kid? With, exactly. I mean, you can't now, go to mom and dad. <laughs> right. And a lot of kids, kids don't have anyone to talk to about this kind of thing. And I think it's great that somebody's actually stepping up to have them someplace to turn to to talk. Yeah, I'm like, you know, anything that helps an adolescent, you know, and anything right. that helps, it's good. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, both of you, really. I'll have a great, great afternoon here. Yep, all right. Yeah, I had a good time. Well, thanks, Gregory. Love right, you, kids. Be good. <laughs> oh, we will. I'll try. Bye. All right. Bye. Take care.